0: It is Friday, and you know what that means. It is time for another episode of the AEW podcast here on the North-South Connection. We are called You Know What That Means. My name is Jordan Duncan. I am your co-host, along with my good buddy, Andrew Reich. Andrew, this is episode 36. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. You know, normally I try to think of like a witty, fun intro and stuff, uh, but... We tape on a Tuesday, you know. For our longtime listeners, they know that, and we've got the dark dynamite and all those, those kind of catchphrases. But uh, about half an hour before we got on the mic, Andrew, some crazy news in the wrestling world came out about Jay Briscoe, uh, Ring of Honor tag team champion, uh, passing away tragically in a car accident. And uh, you know, we don't know the guy obviously or anything like that, but I feel like the news is less than an hour old as we are taping we probably got to talk about it a little bit um what are your first thoughts and reactions
1: uh crushing to say the least yeah. i mean regardless of like your affinity for any pro wrestler like any i mean any, i i remember when Tess died like that, yeah. even hearing that one kind of like bummed me out i think he had an his, he had an issue where like i think it's like his someone near his hotel like knows he hadn't come out of his Hotel, his uh, or his apartment hadn't noticed he come. He hadn't come out in a long time, and it was like, yeah, but Tess hasn't wrestled, so it's kind of like removed. It's it's sort of removed from like your memory. It's like, yeah, but death is death, and it's sad. Like it's almost like Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant had retired for four years, but he's Kobe Bryant. Right. You know, it's a terrible tragedy along with multiple other people that died in that helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant. Um, oh, not. We're we're it's we're scarce on the details um, about how, who who was injured, how many people right. have died in, in the accident that killed Jay Briscoe. But just thoughts and prayers to everyone who knew him in wrestling, Ring of Honor especially, um, and and his family. I mean, just really horribly tragic. Yep. Um, regardless of what people's opinions were about his controversies and throughout his career, unbelievable tag team wrestler unbelievable along with his brother Mark um I mean and his brother Mark oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah I mean that's like my first thought is like what how does Mark react to this and respond I mean and it's you know like all deaths are unique but all deaths are kind of the same in the sense that death is death uh but I mean he's young I mean he's 38 years old that's younger than me um a tragedy like i hate to say this but like as wrestling fans when you get on social media and you see a wrestler passed away you assume like oh drugs or this or that you know what i mean Be just because we're yeah. so so used to it like uh that wasn't the case here um it was a car accident i mean we don't know like what caused the car accident or anything like that i'm not going to speculate or make any sort of guess as to what caused it
1: yeah um, it's kind of inconsequential for our it for our conversation yeah, it right matter.
0: Other than, you know, a guy kind of arguably in the prime of his career, like a surprisingly long career because he started wrestling right at, like, 18 years old. I remember he was wrestling the amazing Red. Yeah. AJ Styles. This guy's, you know, two decades in the industry and uh, still going strong. I mean, he just had a (laughs) trio of all-time classics this year with FTR, you know, for us on our show. Um, It's just, it sucks, you know. It's... It's and it's a loss for AW I, I, if you really wanna like
1: if you wanna just make it specific to you know all elite wrestling sure. because of the fact that they were he was the Ring of Honor tag team champion with his brother Mark because they had won that title those titles off of FTR and I mean listen, who who cares how they're gonna go forward with that? It's right. just it's just a shame that I mean the only the only thing you say is like like you said, he was just good all the time, you know. He, he, he was, really was. He yeah. was taken away from us way too, you know, way too soon. But it was, it, it never felt like he had like a dip in his quality of work. No, that's you a know? good.
0: That's a good uh, uh, observation. Is like, you know, a lot of guys you look at their early career and it's kind of, Ugh, or maybe like, you go through the doldrums where like they're kind of spinning their wheels. And I feel like the Briscoes never really hit that. Like there might have been times where they were lower on the card or lower on the totem pole, but in terms of, like, the bell rings, they're always delivered, you know? I've seen Ring of Honor live multiple times, and they were there at most of the Ring of Honor shows that I've been to, and, gosh, they're always so good. And I say they because Jay and Mark go hand in hand. You know, it's kind of like Jeff and Matt, and, you know, these, they're they're brothers, you know? Um, So my thoughts really do go out to Mark. You know, I mean, not only is it your actual blood brother, but, like, his traveling buddy is this work friend, like, they, they probably did everything in life together, and, you know, it's, it just sucks, man, it's pretty I bad.
1: mean, yeah, they were on the outskirts of pro, they were one of those rare ones that were, like, kind of like, uh, you know, Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert, that were just not WWE people, like, yeah. they, they were always on the outskirts, they weren't, I don't even think they were ever in TNA, like, they were always kind of on the periphery, but when you were in pro wrestling... Whether it was the Indies, Ring of Honor, Japan, you knew
0: who the Briscoes were.
1: Like, and I'm not talking about Jer- Jerry and uh, um, and who is the uh, who is G- who is Gerald's brother that um, uh, Jack. Jack Briscoe. Like yeah. th- those were the other Briscoes without the E. This is Briscoe with an E, and I mean th- their tags were phenomenal. I'll ne- There's so many. I just remember two specifically. One was not even counting these awesome FTR matches that they had in 2022. I, I remember the um, I remember the match they had against um, El Generico and uh, Kevin Steen, uh, and I it was like a ladder match and it was absolutely brutal. And I remember a match they had against Alex Shelley and Chris Saban that like blew me away. Like they were just so good at, at what they did. Yeah. And um and you know hopefully, you know. <laughs> Everyone who was affected by this can, you know, can mourn, can move, can try their best to move on in life and celebrate, you know, his life and try to get over the events that led to this, you know. But it's just, at this point, it's just sad. Yeah. It's just very, very sad.
0: Yeah, And, uh, I mean, that kind of leads me right into what we have to mention every episode. You know, we tape on a Tuesday and drop on a Friday, so there's always a dynamite in the dark that we don't see that actually happened by the time our episode comes out, and so I'm sure on this Dynamite they'll they'll reference him, maybe like an in-memoriam, like a graphic at the start of the show, maybe a full ten video. Ten-bell salute, yeah. yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll see something, even though, interestingly enough, even though he was never on AEW television, he was on Ring of Honor. Well, no, I, I suppose they did pop up and do like a promo to challenge. They did uh, a... They, they did show up a couple times in yeah. tell and pre tape promos yeah, like, like never in in an arena I should say,
1: yes yeah, yeah, so this but but they were they they had won the titles and they hadn't defended them yet up to that point um I'm pretty sure they had something in mind they actually just
0: announced yeah uh, a responder show, show since then. <laughs>
1: since no they they announced they announced one for the beginning of March the weekend of WrestleMania in Los angeles um where the usc trojans play i think it's called the galen center and um it's going to be super card of honor it's going to be like a second super card of honor under tony khan but yeah i'm pretty sure they had plans for jay and mark and you know clearly you you know you have to change because of because of what occurred it's um right it's just really super unfortunate i mean it's very fresh in our minds i'm you know i i think a lot of people know wrestling community are shaken by this yeah
0: well i mean just yeah. the tragedy of it like the, you know it's, it wasn't a sickness like i mean i uh peek behind the curtain some of our listeners know this. some might not i was a, a ordained minister for years um not anymore but i actually did a funeral today for a lady who used to attend our old church and uh she was sick for years so it's almost like You know, when that's the case, you can almost prep yourself. It still sucks when it happens, but you can Mm -hmm. brace for the impact, so to speak, you know, uh, versus just out of nowhere, um, you know, getting a call to say, hey, so-and-so died. It's just like, it's like a punch in the stomach, you Mm -hmm. know, for someone like, I I can't say that for me, like, I don't know, maybe I'm different, like, it's sad to me, but it doesn't like turn my stomach, because I didn't know him, you know, I know who he is. Uh, right, I you know, uh, I'm sad for him. I'm sad for his family. Um, there are, I'm sure, there are fans who are legitimately heartbroken over this, and that might happen with me for certain people. And I, not to sound heartless or anything, but you know, it's hard for me to like feel that way about a person I've never yeah, met.
1: And, and, and there's only so much sadness that you can put in your like in your emotional bucket sure like you know you don't (laughs) want to you don't want to like if you really put yourself into the whole of like the the glass half empty scenario with pro wrestlers and how many of them have passed on and how many of them aren't living with us anymore you
0: kind of get numb to it you know you become
1: numb to it and it also you get desensitized you're right you also like it it becomes a part of you like, you just start watching wrestling of, like, oh, I wonder how long he's going to be, like, not in a wheelchair. You know, and it's, yeah. like, I, I mean, it's a reality. It's the reality, just like football. Like, you know, it's the reality of pro wrestling. It's the reality of some lines of work. Yeah. But, you know, the after-effects are just as important as their careers. But this is different because this was just a man who whose life was, along with some others, possibly, were, was just... Taken away, yep. You know, by by a freak accident, yep. and freak accidents happen. You know, there's many celebrities who die every day. You yep. know, Barbara Walters just died of old age, but then you have a very, very sudden death. I can't think of a recent one off the top of my head, but like, you know, people who are well known die, and you know, you can't hang your head on it forever. You could talk about it at the water cooler, sure, but you know, to to like sit there and obsess over it, um, I mean that that just depends on what how how you're taking it in if you're taking if you're taking it if it's a really somber if you're taking it in a very somber manner it might not be healthy to like to like feel negative about it all the time because if that's the case professional wrestling is not the industry for you i'm just (laughs) gonna just say it right now yeah i mean but this is a totally different scenario right right i think
0: the way i see it is you know i'm a fan uh versus family like I'm, i'm a fan i'm not family um and he's not family to me, he's, you know, uh, I understand that his family probably is just broken from this. And,
1: this is, it's just horrible. Yeah, it's horrifying. You know,
0: your prayers go to them, and um, really that's all you can do in a situation like this. You hope that it doesn't happen to anyone else. Um, and it's just crappy news, you know. Weird way to start the show, you know.
1: It um, is, but I mean, it, it was something that we did have to, like, get out of the way. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's an AEW wrestler who is suddenly no longer with us. It's I'm, just, yeah, I'm sure in the,
0: in the weeks to come, um, there will be some really good tributes to him, probably some really good podcasts dedicated to him. People like, you know, that's kind of what we do as wrestling fans when a wrestler dies is we just kind of go back. Because we don't, like, again, we don't know them personally. I can't be like, oh, you remember Christmas of 2016? No. But we can remember, you know, uh, Super Card of Honor, Eight, you know, like that's what we do. Yeah, and there's fans and, there, as we, and honor
1: club still around. If you want to watch all this stuff, it's right there. Yeah, for I the mean, most part, you know, really
0: good highlights, and I, I'm sure there will be some, uh, some content out there, you know, celebrating his career, um, which is what we know of him, and that's I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, uh, to pay tribute to, why we know him and what we know he was passionate about, and I think yeah, I mean, cool we uses,
1: can, we can so. talk about another tribute episode that occurred where in hindsight they probably said not a great idea yeah, but um yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm but, talking about like
1: fan-made tributes <laughs> but to but to be fair you know i hate to defend that one but to be fair they didn't have all the details no yeah you know? exactly.
0: it was it was unknown and that was uh that was pretty crap i i, I do kind of give them a pass for that you know and i think yeah forward they handled it mostly the right way so the one that
1: made me the most angry was the pillman one like it was just they they handled it so poorly. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the WWF, I, just I, so you
0: know. Um, again, we're not a WWE podcast. I will say this about WWE: I think that they've moved a little past that. Like, I mean, there was an a stretch where you know in that era, they would exploit anything, and I don't think they'd do something like if Jay Briscoe had a WWE career. Like, I don't really anticipate WWE doing much other than maybe no they did mention john west on smackdown which surprised right. me like he never I, I don't think they do anything exploitative um like they have done in the past you know they've yeah. grown up andrew <laughs> are you sure well are you sure well let's see what we talk about a little later on in the show <laughs> so uh but yeah i mean to, to put a bow on that um we just wanted to talk about it because it's literally an hour old to to you and I right now, so it's at the top of our minds as wrestling fans. Uh, when someone in the industry dies, it's always sucks. Uh, these circumstances, I think, make it a little crappier and uh, just sad news to hear. You know, just think of all his his coworkers and his friends and his family. Um, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are with all of them. So,
1: of course, same.
0: Um, but. We are here to talk about all elite wrestling, not to not no good way to segue that, but you know, we got a couple weeks worth of television to talk about and um you know, before we could win on the air, before you know, even last night we were kinda of talking like it's sort of a light show, you know. Um, I feel like the T V's been pretty top notch. Like I think it's been really good shows. Of course. There's... it doesn't
1: feel lean in terms of like Oh man, that show kinda sucked. Like right, we've no. had we have <laughs> yeah. had we've had those stretches. I wanna say we had that kind of stretch between all out and full gear where you and I were kind of like musing openly about, man, the show's been kind of bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I th- I felt like full gear, no pun intended, kicked it back into high gear, um, where they started having some like kind of like banger like dynamite episodes. The thing though is that like we talked a little bit about the Seattle one. We were in a weird spot because I had watched it and you had not yet, mm. um, but I, I think mm. it's safe to say the new look Dynamite uh, debut all in, in Seattle was a pretty good show. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, I didn't Solid. think it was
1: amazing, but I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new look, by the way? Think- I, I like it. I, I'm fine with it. Um, cool. yeah. Some people don't. Some people, because of... Listen, how many colors are in the spectrum? I mean, like, you can yeah. only pick so many. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they're kind of doing... Almost a revamp of like because we talked about this when we did the live watch of the dynamite in um uh the um of the very first episode mm-hmm. and we talked about how they had that graphic where the colors are like exploding like it's paintball or something yeah like splat, and we thought it was yeah. kind of... and they had the LED on the balcony and they had all the different colors if you look carefully yes the primary colors are black red and black red and uh, blue yeah but uh with the lasers and stuff. Very cool. The set is very cool looking though. I'll say
0: that. Yeah, um, they got rid of the heel and the face tunnel. We've just got one tunnel now. It's so, <laughs> one t- <laughs> one two one. The shape the shade, the shades of gray tunnel. And
1: um <laughs> they call it the, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but the nickname they give it is the go position. Oh, that's okay. what they call it. Okay. Uh but um the, the, I've noticed though that they have like other like secondary colors that they like to use for some of their stuff like they use like purple, they use gold, they use green sometimes. So they sort of have like that multicolored look for their graphics sometimes. Mm. It does look snazzier. The only the, in terms of the production, I'm not sure about you if you want to like you know give it like a real like Zapruder treatment, but in my opinion, <laughs> like there's only, the only things I noticed that were like markedly different, uh, were that low angle shots, like a lot more low angle shots, um, when they're doing like the ringside uh, close up stuff. And um a different look for the announce booth where they do like a face like a straight a straight shot of the announce crew, it's not from the side and anymore. Rather than like
0: the, yeah, to the side angle. Okay.
1: That's the only difference didn't even notice kind of it. I guess I'd have to I'll look for it
0: now. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, they, that's and a angle that's best. the. Only,
1: but like I said, very very small, like yeah. nothing uh, from Mike Man's area. But but you know what? It's like offensive lineman in football. Like you're doing your job if you're not noticed. <laughs> you you're right,
0: you're right, exactly. So,
1: so, in my opinion, I feel like they've done just fine. But like the Seattle show was was decent. I thought that Portland the rampage battle of the belts combo that's had real mixed results in the past when they've done that. Mm. I thought that one was pretty good. I thought the
0: Jeff Jarrett, J-Lib. Okay, I was just going to say, man. We've yes. got to talk about Jeff Jarrett and, like, I feel like we need to <laughs> offer up some apologies to, to Jeff Jarrett. Like, you and I both were like, ugh, this dude. And he's been awesome, man. Like, yes. He's been really, really good. Let now, me I, ask
1: you this. Did you like the Seattle tag or the Portland tag?
0: Um. I like the Seattle one better. Okay, I love
1: Portland over-the-edge booking style. I loved it. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. With
0: Satinham, getting the guitar shot and everything. And yeah. the
1: referees and Audrey. I just thought it was great. It yeah. made me laugh. It made me laugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, how old is Jeff Jarrett? 56. I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, I, I wanna, I'm going to guess 56, but okay. here's a guy who's, Professional journeyman. I mean, obviously, he has had his runs WWE, WCW, but I feel like he's been everywhere. He comes in, and we're kind of like, ugh, we're just expecting the worst. They pair up with Jay Lethal, who has not been the most dynamic performer, even though we know he's good. No,
1: as a wrestler, perfectly
0: acceptable. Yeah, he can do everything you ask. As a promo, I think he's
1: like, eh. You know, he he peaks at a certain point, and you he becomes unbearable. S- Sanjay Dutt. I I think he's kind of an overbearing manager. I know that's his job, I guess, but I you know I feel like I feel like he's a better Booker than he is a manager.
0: (laughs) I kind of love this group though, like Jarrett the old vet. Triple J, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jarrett the old vet, Jay Lethal the the workhorse, and then Sanjay and Sotnum. I did
1: like Sotnem like uh, blocking Danhausen during the other one, the the other segment that came later with Paul Walter. No, no, I'm sorry, it actually happened during some other segment. Uh, where um, he just basically sits on him in the corner and he can't move. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's just one of those things. Like, I think that group is such a good example of like good booking because Jeff Jarrett at his age should not be as entertaining as he is, and he'll be um, he'll be fifty six in July, and they're just like I I think the best way to book wrestling is really not that hard. You you put a spotlight on what someone's good at, and you hide their flaws. And mm-hmm. I don't know why so many people get it wrong, but these guys have, like, like, it's just really, really good. Now, I, the feud with um, uh, the Acclaimed seems to be done, so I don't know where they go from there. But even if it goes nowhere, like, man, oh, solid little run from Jarrett to come in, put over the tag champs, and get out of there, you know. Uh, it, it, he, uh, it was a fun, I, like, he, is it going to get, like, five
1: stars? No. Um, talking about the tags. But I but in terms of just like old school tag team wrestling execution yeah. it was right on the nose.
0: It's like house show main event. You know what I mean? You go to like right. a local show off TV and that's the main event. Like just really entertaining fun stuff. Like it's, And the crowd legitimately hates Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Hates him. Like actively hates him he might be and, like outside of mjf he might be the biggest heel of the company
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean the el cabong like i know some people hated the fact they he still doing the old like 2000 wcw catchphrases but the truth is like i like, like it man <laughs> the guitar shot is great paul Walderhauser. god bless that guy he did not have to take that shot he no. just won a golden globe it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <He's> drilled <laughs> i mean he took it like a man what is it with with heavy set comedians and wrestling, they just like they're magnetically attracted
0: to it. <laughs> Will Sasso on Mad TV. Will
1: Sasso, <laughs> Frank Caliendo probably did a show once upon a <laughs> time in wrestling. Like they just love it. <laughs> like yeah. but but Paul Walderhauser really is. A, first of all, I don't know if anyone's seen his stuff. He's been in so many movies and TV shows like Cruella, and um, um, he um. He played in the he played the part of Richard Jewell in a movie that got an oh,
0: okay I, yeah got I an that Oscar movie.
1: nomination. He's well, done many.
0: It was the Olympic bombing, right?
1: Yes, yeah. and he played the, he played that part and um he, and a, a lot of other stuff. But he's a really good actor. He's funny. I think he did um um t- Pam and Tommy. He was part of Pam and Tommy. I want to say, but um but he he's really really good and um. And so for him to play the part with uh, the best friends and stuff, which it looks like that's where Jared and uh, Lethal yeah, and next. Sanjay are transitioning to. Because I think Orange is done with Kip Sabian because um, they blew that off at Battle of the Belts. Oh, darn. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought their match, I thought their, quote, blow-off match, uh, the title match in, in Battle of the Belts was good. Like I like it wasn't great, but you know it was passable.
0: Yeah, it was it was fine. Kip Sabian does nothing for me. Like, I I don't really get him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get what am I? What is he supposed to be? Like, I,
1: right? I is is he supposed to be devious? Is he supposed to be funny? Is he supposed to be a nerd? Is he right. supposed to I be don't, cool? I don't, I don't get like it. nobody knows. Like, I mean, Penell before. I I, I mean, I I, I think Penelope Ford can provide, for sure. You know, especially when
0: she's aligned with the Bunny, you know. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone uh, got involved in that match. She did, the Bunny, the Butcher and the Blade, like, literally everyone involved uh, at some point. Speaking of Penelope
1: Ford and the Bunny, if they were the ones who stepped in for that brawl match and wrestled uh, J again, I think I would have been happier with that than uh, Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. Like, Here's the thing. (laughs) I don't begrudge ruby and willow i don't but begrudge the blade job which has become like a big center of discourse on the internet about oh man ruby bled too much and that was unnecessary and they're just doing it for clicks and i thought that they did fine i just thought the match was kind of clunky and messy like i didn't think it was a good honest to god i i thought they i thought all four women put in great effort anna j took a re- I don't know if you saw this anna j took a really bad bump on the bubble bomb by willow night yeah like the she state. missed
0: the table completely she <laughs> splattered <laughs> yeah. the
1: floor it, and the whole I'm, I'm, table
0: was basically willow's butt went through it like that's yeah
1: well remember we saw a similar incident happen with julia hart where she um yeah got overshot the, the apron slam and yeah. she was out for a little while so yeah. you got to be really i mean male or female you gotta be careful but ruby bled buckets you know yeah. so, i also thought i also saw discourse that people thought well did he did, like did she cut herself inside the trash can I'm like are you are you stupid <laughs> <laughs> of course she bladed
0: <laughs> so here's here's my take on that because some of the discourse has been you know she bladed bled too much uh my take is this guys it's ruby soho she botches everything, so of course she botched her blade job. She probably wasn't supposed to bleed that much. She just screwed that up too. <laughs> oh, I mean,
1: it was it was good. Like on the Muda scale, I would I would probably give it like a seven. Like, yeah, I was, mean, especially it, for it like was pretty I mean, good.
0: I think still in twenty twenty three, females bleeding is still fairly kind of like a taboo thing that we don't see all that often in wrestling. Like, no,
1: a Brit Brit Doctor Britt Baker DMD had just the right amount. Yeah, where. It was enough to show that you were she was in distress, but it wasn't enough to make you like want to like physically wanna vomit. vomit. <laughs> yeah,
2: like. like
1: like the bunny, uh, the bunny had a great one. But man, if you remember, the left side of her face is red. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I it was regurgitating. Like, but I thought that uh, to kind of like harken back to that one. That's why I was talking about Bunny and the Pen- Penelope Ford because they wrestled the last one against Ty Mello and. Uh, and Anna J, and that was a really good match. The one that was at Daily's place. I thought this one was just kind of a mess.
0: This one was kind of a mess, and like you and I talked, I think in text, like it was kind of like this blow off, but like the feud like had no legs. You know what I mean? Like right. to to do like a bloody wild brawl for like a few <laughs> that essentially was like two weeks long. I mean, I guess it goes back farther because you know Ruby got injured and stuff, but like that wasn't presented on TV. as like it it wasn't hashed out that well. It just felt like a step too far for something that was really like very low on the totem pole in terms of importance in the company
1: and and that was i want to say that was the last match
0: yeah, All, it was the main event of rampage. Rampage. rampage yep it was a taped show you know in the forum yeah because you had uh, darby and juice the... started the show uh which
1: yeah just, that, I match. actually was, i thought it was good i didn't think it was great
0: i agree yep mm-hmm. uh juice robins is a pretty good hand though like he's you know a guy mm-hmm. that i don't re- Particularly want to see every single week, but you know when you need someone to to beat, I think he's a perfectly solid guy.
1: Yes, um, and then the other one was on uh, Malachi Black and Brody King beating uh, Eddie Kingston yeah. Ortiz. That's, what do yeah. you think of that story?
0: So I don't like don't like it. Yeah, so here's the story: is that uh, House of Black is uh, playing mind games with Eddie, trying to make them think that Ortiz is turning on him. Uh, Ortiz is denying it, and so this match essentially was. Eddie wouldn't tag Ortiz in because he doesn't trust him, and I hope the payoff isn't that Eddie joins the House of Black because that does not fit at all, does it? No, no. Yeah, no, I think it'll be that Ortiz joins. You do, th- you <laughs> do think the, that he will? Something of that. I oh,
1: don't know. Something of that degree, or they they divide and conquer. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to split them up so they can take advantage of both of them.
0: House um, of Black has a Wyatt family vibe to me, and I mean that the worst way possible in the sense that mm-hmm. their their look is awesome their presentation is awesome in the ring we know they deliver and yet their stories just never seem to click with me like when you think of Wyatt family in WWE in their original run you had the you had the Brian Daniels or the Daniel Bryan thing that was cool but there were so many feuds with the Wyatts it was just kind of like alright <laughs> you know like okay and like same thing with this like House of Black is, like, a, a group that I'm always, like, okay, I'm just waiting for the, something to be awesome, and it just does Because matter. they never found that feud to latch onto. That's a good point, yeah.
1: Like, like the thing about the Wyatts is that they had that great feud with the Shield, but yeah. the reason why is because they had awesome matches to put off. Right, Like no, that's a good point. And the th- and the thing for the House of Black is just... It just hasn't happened. They're so obsessed with the, quote, lore and the mysticism. Yeah, I mean, they took, that they
0: took Julia Hart and it took them seven months to, to win her over, you know? Now she just looks like a witch, right. you know? Yeah, but like a <laughs> like,
1: child in a witch costume, like
0: for Halloween.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure they can find, like... I'm sure they can find something where they can have real awesome matches. We've seen them have good matches before in trios, you know? But it just... Yeah, it just feels like they're doing this thing where they're establishing this like this sort of like cult like influence of like, oh, don't mess with them. They're right. foreboding. Oh like yeah. and it's just man, I don't I don't always go to wrestling to get the spooks. If I want to get the spooks <laughs> in pro wrestling, I'll watch blade Jobs. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Ruby Soho matches. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that's a, that's that'll legitimately scare me. But like for this stuff, like the lore part there are some that are like that are intense True. that are that are like not not that 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 cut close to real life and you know, you know, playing with reality and where you can say, Mm, this is getting a little bit testy and I don't really like it's making me physically uncomfortable, but whereas like I'll give you an example, like the Chris Jericho Nick Gage match, that match made me physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. You That's know good. this stuff is just more on the Narrative side of like, oh, this is a spooky character. I think think you
0: mentioned that. I think is a good point because you said like they're like a cult trying to like recruit people. Essentially, that's the same thing with the Wyatt family. And like my problem with it is, if they're such a powerful cult, they never actually recruit anyone. (laughs) Right? They can't actually get anyone to join
1: because they'll dot. Because I mean, in order in order to be recruited, you have to die and be resurrected. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who wants that? You know, like too much trouble. Like, gotta get a new social security card. Everything right. I've got. Gotta got. get a new insurance plan.
0: Right? I mean, I've got. I mean, what insurance plan do you think the House of Black has? Yeah. Uh, hey, you want to hear a truly spooky story? Uh, speaking of insurance, okay. uh, whew, this sucks. So, my wife uh, just before Christmas had a kidney stone, um, and she had to have surgery. Which I think you knew that. I think I told you about that. But um, yes. Uh, prior to that, my insurance payment is, you know, like auto pay. I'm in auto pay, and I got an email notice like, "Oh, it was rejected because the card expired." I'm like, "Oh, no problem." Went in and updated the information. Got it. Um, apparently, I did something wrong, and uh, it never worked. Our insurance lapsed, and we got our hospital bill today with no insurance. <laughs> so, oh no. Uh, if anyone listening would like to donate fifty thousand dollars to the Jordan Duncan Fund. <laughs> I, all I Wait. can do is laugh, Andrew, because if I don't laugh, I will cry. <laughs> uh, silver lining: We called our insurance, figured out the issue. I think that I entered like the debit card information wrong, like the switched a couple numbers, fixed it. Had to pay like two or three months worth over the phone right then and there, and they're going to reapply, and so that bill just, is going to come just, down a lot. Just send it. Just send it. Just send it to Cody Rhodes. He'll pay for it. Yeah, see, I was just going to send it to Chad or Justin, whoever's in charge here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> who's in charge? <laughs> yeah, our benefits here at North South are that, not what I thought they were. You know.
1: You know, North South Connection. That's not the only corporation in Connecticut that's openly wondering who's in charge of their company. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue, Andrew. <laughs> the one thing I will say about LA. Um, whatever you want to say specifically the forum um first of all crowd looked big um i didn't look at the number if i had to guess it looked like over right around eight to nine thousand you said yeah the key of four yeah um the rampage like we said meh 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 mid the dynamite holy crap like that is one of the pantheon ones like we talked about how the best dynamites is really hard to pick this is one of them yes yeah, no i agree this show did not slow down
0: yep yeah this uh, it started with hangman uh versus moxley um hangman's first match since moxley put him on the shelf uh, i believe so. yes yeah in uh there was a there was a pretty decent promo from hangman on rampage where he kind of tore up a piece of paper and said he was cleared to wrestle and stuff like that just to kind of a set with, that was on Rampage, right? Prior. It was. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, heck of a heck of a match. Uh, the Hangman won clean, which is pretty rare uh, for John Moxley. Like you can count on one hand the number of people he has lost cleanly to in AEW. It's Hangman Page. It's CM I think Punk. I, and then I think maybe Kenny Omega. Uh, uh, I might be wrong about that. Y- yeah, there is a third. I think it, it's got to be Kenny, right? That, maybe. like, explosion match, right?
1: Uh, that that had cheating involved. Okay. So, maybe not. Maybe Cody yeah, Rhodes? This is,
0: Did he ever lose this to is, Cody?
1: This is only the third time he's lost clean. Oh, MJF,
0: uh, MJF for the title wasn't clean either, so never mind.
1: You no, know. so it's, like, like John Mox has been cheated so many times. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. But even though he's been cheated, but even in being cheated, he still doesn't lose often. No. Um. So, yeah, a clean win for hangman page A uh, pretty cool moment like so he wins with the with the uh with the uh, buckshot lariat, and then uh moxley's kind of like playing like he's out on his feet, you know, like sort of like he's injured in the same way, and hangman kind of thought about going in and walked off, so are we looking at some uh groundwork being laid for triple h heel hangman well, like I said it's double right. H. <laughs> double H <Yeah. laughs> H-H. Um, the thing for Hangman
1: is like we've always talked about this with him is that in terms of not necessarily in terms of the real life Adam Page but in terms of Hangman the character that the narrative is always the connective tissue behind his character and the, the evolution of his character over since he started in AEW is like is Hangman being in his feelings and Hangman yeah
0: He's overcoming conflict. Yeah.
1: He's always conflicted. He's always trying to overcome his the worst obstacle is not the man in front of him. it's the man inside of him.
0: Yep. No, that's
1: good. It, you know, like uh, if that makes any sense. Like it's his it's his mind. He's like he always is trying to figure out he's trying to figure out how to be the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh the thing that I the thing that we're seeing that's different now is that is that Hangman is now getting to a point where he is conflicted and he's have he's trying he's questioning some things but the end game might be that he turns into a worser version of himself. Yeah, I was going to say it's you kind know? of
0: like this time his choices are like now being spurred by anger, like anger Correct. over the mixed emotions.
1: And the, and like for example so like, you know, now in real life John Moxley was legitimately concerned because of the Hangman Page in real life, suffered a concussion, yeah. and you didn't know what happened. Yeah. So he said, "You know, I want I wanted to hold his baby again. I hope he's good. Let's give a shout out to Hangman. You know, he was very respectful. That I think I think that was purposely laid in there when they when Hangman won. Really good match. I didn't think it was amazing." You know, I thought it was really good, though. A really hot opener with a lot of lariats. A uh, very stiff a lot, match, yeah. too. They,
0: they even uh, redid that spot with the King Kong lariat, you know. Yes. So uh,
1: Early on, right before... Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. ...is sort of coming back, too, and he's like, what happened? Instead of Hangman saying, hey, uh, shout-out, I hope he's okay, he walks away. Mm-hmm. Which gives us a sense of, like, he's like, you know what? He said all that shit about me. I'm not returning. The, I'm not going to be the bigger man. You know? Like, he's not taking the uh, high road. He's going to take the low road now. Yeah. that's. So, I think that's the where they're going.
0: I do, too. And uh, I don't think that the Moxie stuff continues. I think that's being used as, like, the kickstart to something new. So, um, interesting. And maybe, maybe he goes this way because um, we also had a surprise return, which I read online today. Uh, the return of Adam Cole uh was actually kept secret to the locker room. Only Britt Baker and Tony Khan knew about it. Even Excalibur. Didn't Even Excalibur, know. like they had it on their run sheet, but it was kinda like a uh, maybe. TV. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um so Adam Cole came back. Man, I don't know if it's the theme song or what. That guy gets such enormous reactions when he comes out, like <laughs> It's a great it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good song, and we're in the, we're in a generation where people like to sing along with something or shout along with something, and you know, if you've got a catchphrase that works, uh, and Adam Cole Bebe is pretty high on top of the list of things that people like to shout. Right, and
1: fans. this is one where, I mean, you know, it's almost like a reversal of, of, of roles for the Adams. Right, you that's know? what
0: I was going to say, you know, like, yeah. he's, he's got a babyface story made in, like... For sure. He, like, you know, he... <laughs> had to contemplate retirement. He couldn't leave the house. Couldn't even drive a car uh, out, other than to go to the doctors. And... He, he said literally during the promo,
1: for six months, my career was over. Yep. Like, that. it doesn't get heavier than that.
0: Yep. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, total wild speculation, but would you expect anything less of us um, to put them together and to kind of do like a full-on double switch, you know, Hangman comes out the the evil guy and adam cole comes out the baby face uh the only th- problem i would have with that is you know you don't want either guy to lose but you know are uh, you looking forward to a- adam cole return
1: yes now adam cole can dial up the intensity i know some people look at him and they're like oh what a nerd and you know <laughs> he's he's sort of like he's sort of very he's very nice backstage everyone loves him he's very aw shucks you know just seems like the perfect citizen um but and, but let me say this: When it comes to delivering that promo, when he really needs to dig in, he can dig in. Yeah. Like, and I, I did kind of laugh, like ironically, at the part where he was ramping up about the good news and the bad news. He says, like, the bad news is not for me. Yeah. And it made me, li- it made me think of that meme about call it the ambulance, <laughs> but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of that. But um, it was a good, it was a good line. It was a good line. Yeah, cause and it, it was
0: kind of like he's trying to like fake uh, like like a swerve of like the bad news is i'm never going to wrestle again or something you know. yes but. and and he set him up pretty nicely no um obviously no kyle
1: o'reilly um yeah that was a um,
0: question like he's still under contract correct
1: he gave bobby fish the directions to the uh to the kia forum but he lost them for some reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, no Bucks, no Kenny, uh, that was kind of table. they were in the main event with, the Death triangle, so they were kind of dealing with their own stuff, so, this was sort of sheltered, nobody else came out, I mean, Tony introduced him, but that was it, you know, so, yeah. it's sort of clean slate, whereas Hangman, when he came back, he went right after Moxley, who's one of the most beloved wrestlers in the company, yeah. so, and the fans, so, he immediately dove into, like, dove into the shark pit and said, Alright, you can hate me if you want, but I'm getting my fucking revenge. Whereas for Cole, we don't know. As we are recording, we don't know yet. Like, yeah. there's probably something coming, but we don't know yet. I don't know if it's going to be Hangman and Cole again. Maybe it'll be Cole and Cole doing some babyface things, like maybe teaming up with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Like, you never know. Like, storyline-wise,
0: th- like what put him on the shelf was... Kazuchi Okada and Jay White, so you can't really p- trot them out, you know? <laughs> like Right, right, so, you know,
1: and so th- th- that's another rumor that we can rampantly speculate about. Jay White is definitely leaving Japan. Mm-hmm. He said so. Yeah. So, but we don't know where he's going. Yeah. So, that's the other part. Five, but, four,
0: three, two, one.
1: <clears throat> Number 23,
0: the Royal <laughs> Rumble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Jason White, <laughs> but um, for for Adam Cole, like, there's definitely um, I I was I was jet I was jazzed to see him. I love him as a wrestler. He even admitted on the promo, "You haven't even seen a taste of what I can do." And he's right. Oh like, yeah, I think done great work at AEW. But I think any everyone can admit that there's a that, lot. That there MST was a run lot of on
0: the trumps anything he's done in AEW. You know, right, so. and I'm sure he has that in the back of his mind. Yep, yep. No, that's. Can good. I top this? Yeah, you know. So I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see where he comes back to, and I, I think it's pretty clear he's headed in a babyface direction. And uh, I don't think it's as clear that Hangman goes heel. It looks that way, but it could just be like sort of like a Stone Cold, or even heck, a John Moxley type. I'm a baby face, but I just don't give a crap. on I, I will. Yeah, this is an
1: emo hangman. This is more of the cowboy shit hangman, where it kind—that's con- what actually got hangman going from the beginning. Yeah. Before COVID hit, when um, he was like drinking beer and not giving a crap, and the Bucks were saying he was drinking too much, and but he was so good that even being inebriated, nobody could say anything. He go you out know, there and win. He would, yeah. <laughs> he'd go out there and win, and I. I don't. That was more humorous because that was on the elite side of things. This is one that seems a lot more heavy. You know, I agree. That, that But whereas with Cole,
0: I don't really know where they're headed. you, you know, my, your guess is as good as mine yeah. at this point. I mean, I don't know that it's. It might be a little too early, but like, you know, when the MJF Danielson stuff wraps up, he's going to need a, a feud, and maybe you can go with Cole and MJF. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly got the 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 fan support. I think you could slot them right in there if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, let's talk Danielson and MJF now. Like they're, we're kind of revisiting, uh, in MJF trope of the, uh, five labors of Jericho, which I thought were so, so creative and so well done. With did it with Cody that. before that. Yeah. 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 And so now it's kind of, it's not really the five labors, but similar with Danielson where you want to fight me, you've got to do this, this, and this. And, um, so what are the things? He has to wrestle every week. He can't lose yeah, any matches. Yeah, uh, leading, leading up to February 8th
1: yeah. in uh, in El Paso, Texas. Yeah.
0: Right. He can't lose any matches. Is there any other?
1: I think I think matches? that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think if he, he has to win all of his matches, you yeah. know. Yeah,
0: and then Danielson kind of added his own wrinkle. Like, okay, if that happens, uh, we're going to wrestle in an Iron Man match for an hour. First yeah. question, how do you think MJF will do it an hour long?
1: You know, I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite Iron Man matches, but nobody likes it, was John Cena and Randy Orton.
0: Okay, where it was like eight to seven or something?
1: Yeah, and it was um, and he, and they was had bragging rights. It was called bragging rights. You you got it. Yep. And the the reason why I liked it, you know, Cena was able to do stuff. Randy Orton was physically still in his prime, and they were able to kind of pull off some stuff. But they were able to sports entertainmentize it and make it. You know, be, they they did do things where you could do fellas count anywhere and stuff to try to keep
0: to yeah, try I remember to keep like, fresh stick shots and...
1: because keeping it in the ring is hard. Now I have to assume that AEW is going to keep it in the ring for the Iron Man match. Sure. Um, so there it's going to be difficult. Um, I think they went into that match expecting it to be difficult, but in the hands of Brian Danielson, I mean that man wrestled 90 minutes against Austin Aries. Like, right. right. I mean, that's not easy. Yeah. But like, so I think Danielson, I'm not saying Danielson will quote carry MJF. I think MJF can do a lot of things to delay. He had a 40 minute match against CM Punk that I thought was really good. Yeah. So I think he can draw it out uh, and make it really entertaining, you know, uh, by just, you know, hamming it up and, you know, and being a good wrestler, he is a good wrestler.
0: Yeah, yeah you know. he is, and I think that's the underrated part of MJF, and we'll talk about him in a couple minutes because I've got some thoughts and some discussions we want to take with him. But um, on the Danielson side, basically the basically the build up is Danielson's going to have bangers every week. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, he teams with he teams with Moxley and Beats Top Flight, uh, which is a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, it was good. The Takeshta match. Oh my gosh! Like, there
1: is. Okay, did you see the discourse about the German suplex?
0: Uh, the one that Takeshita hit. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't see anything about it. There were people claiming they thought it was a botch. I thought it looked super smooth. I yeah. So so what the happened? One where we was... kind of had his arms wrapped and like just so lifted So him where he high? had he had him in the electric chair. Yeah. Dan- Danielson
1: tried a victory roll. He stopped the mid victory roll and fl- and he gave him like a um. I don't know what the name of that, like a package pile driver, and then he folded them up into a German suplex. Yeah. It looked incredible. Some people were like, I can't, look how amazing these wrestlers are. They can take a botch and turn it into a beautiful oh, move. yeah, I like, didn't
0: see that as a that's botch That's not a all. botch, <laughs> yeah, dude. No.
1: Like, there's no way Takesh to, to botch that. Yeah. No chance in hell. Well, I you thought know? that was
0: an incredible sequence.
1: I mean, just a terrific stuff. I think I think Takesha was on. Yep. Um, he's been I, I ever mean,
0: since they made him All Elite. He's just so good.
1: The rumors are he is getting ready for a push. I mean, we saw this with Darby Allen before he got the TNT title um, when he in the early portion of AEW where he was in J- Jungle Boy where you know they were jobbing in singles matches.
0: Yep. And, they, and that's like being hammered. Like he needs right to win a the big match. Needs to win the big yes. match. Yeah, and
1: that's and that's where that and that's where we're at with Takeshta, And I'm pretty. Uh, he's got a nice snazzy entrance now. The push is coming. Yep. it's coming. I don't know where. I don't know who it's against. If I had to make a random guess, it's going to be the all-Atlantic
0: title, and he's going to beat uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, because you and I were texting about that. Like, I, I think it's way too early to take the TNT title off Darby, and I don't know that having him beat Darby, I'd love to see those two wrestle, by the way. I think Takeshi and Darby mm-hmm. would be really good. but uh, Terrific. Yeah. I think Darby you know, needs a nice little lengthy run as a fighting champ. and then Yeah, Takeshi is all-Atlantic. Makes sense, because uh, you could even have him go – Across the season. Unless, you know, unless the Jeff Pacific. Jarrett.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? What if Jeff Jarrett wins it? Oh, my
0: <laughs> gosh. You know what? And stuff like that's happened before, though. Like when uh, Raven won the U.S. title only to lose it to Goldberg the next night. You know, you remember that? Oh, yeah. Hot shots. Yeah, so yes. Like have you know Jarrett be the guy to beat Orange Cassidy so you don't have to risk the crowd not liking Takeshita beating Orange Cassidy because who's not going like to like the beating Jarrett? Yeah, you know. you're the heater. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you become the heater. Yeah, so I can um,
0: absolutely see something like that happening. In fact, that might be the best way to go, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, I can see
1: that going on. But this match, the, I, it was 15 minutes. I would like to say it was the best match of the night. Um, <laughs> though, the, Escalera,
0: <laughs> the Escalera Escalera Daryl Muerte was really, really good. Yeah. Like, it was excellent. Yeah, the, the seventh know. match in the... Best of 7 series, which, by the way, the elite have come back from down 3-1, which uh, we might have been the only guys in the world who didn't see that coming, because I think we both said we thought the <laughs> Death drive was going to retain. I thought they would close it out. Yeah.
1: But, but but it was that damn, uh, it was that damn, no, uh, if, if Pack hadn't broken his nose, they would have won. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so... You know, if Draymond hadn't got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw we saw everything in that one. You saw tables, ladders, chairs, oh my. You saw the hummer. You saw um, you saw sling blades all over the place. I saw a package pile driver on top of a ladder that was suspended on top of the rope. It was, you know, Nick was not nursing the kayfabe ankle injury. Right. Like, it, they were going at it. Balls it was fantastic. Out. Yeah, balls it out. It was a Crazy really stuff. good one. Yeah. I don't like the slow climbs. I understand why they do it for dramatic effect. Um, like Kenny was sort of like doing that near the end um, to try to ham up the crowd. But um, but I you know I thought it was excellent. You know a lot of really wild you know variations of the things that they do on top of ladders. Um, I'm pretty sure there was some wicked destroyer that happened that I'm not
0: thinking of. Yeah, right right. So. It's one of those matches where it's like. There are, there are people who do, like, recaps or wrestling websites that do, like, move-by-move move recaps. Like, good luck, man. You know, good, good luck to those people. Oh, to- it was blinding.
1: Like, yeah. it, you're almost doing a disservice by doing the play-by-play. Right. Because it sounds, like, almost, like, it almost sounds verbose. Like, why are you telling me all this stuff? Right. If you watch it, it's like, holy cow. Like, there's so much going on. But it was beautifully executed yeah. so the trio's title run run for the death triangle is over which sort of lends to the theory that a lot of people had had that tony khan always had the idea in mind that the elite would be the trio's champs yeah
0: and that makes sense um and i don't really have a problem with that like uh I, th- I think that they work well together um i guess my only issue is who do, who do they face like Outside of House of Black, what trios really feel like they could beat the elite? You know what I mean. Uh, there's. I mean, the one random one
1: I can think of, but it, they're not. They're not all elite. Is Will Osprey, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark yeah. David. Yeah, that.
0: Like, and I mean, Kenny just won the, the U.S. title uh, awesome. at, at Wrestle Kingdom, so maybe that is where they go. Um, the, How you awesome could do, would that be? you could do Ar Fox
1: and Top Flight. So Top Flight is oh, wrestling gosh. young bucks coming up on um. Uh, the dynamite and Fresno.
0: That so might say be for, the fastest yeah. match in history in terms of <laughs> like, golly, could you imagine?
1: Ar Ar Fox and um uh, and and had a match with uh I think it was Swerve Strickland that was like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was just, they they just go a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, like they can't they have that Lucha
0: Underground history. It was those two.
1: Right, right. Um, there's other, like, other trios I could think of off the top of my head, like, um... Like, does Dark
0: Order even have three guys anymore? It's Uno and John Silver, like, is that...
1: Is Uno, that but, um, they're they're trying to... I, I saw one where they were trying to, um... Let me, I'll look at my notes for a second, but they were trying to recruit somebody very random. Um, okay. it was, uh, Juice Robinson.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah, it, it's one of the, it was one of those dark elevation type of side angles like gotcha. they do with all these and Matt Hardy and oh by the way broken Matt Hardy might
0: be back. Um, I read that online today I'm like okay all right <laughs> Here's the thing with Matt Hardy Matt Hardy is it's best not at- as delightful as it <laughs> right. used to be. <laughs> Matt Hardy is best at reinventing and that's not a reinvention. that's a going back to the to the tool shed and but um, so if it was juice,
1: silver and Reynolds I can go with that. yeah that, I,
0: that'd be a pretty good match.
1: Yeah, like, uh, they'll find something. Um, no, just don't do the trust busters.
0: <laughs> yeah, or yeah, we're, we're, uh, Swerve's goons. You know, like, I don't, I don't really uh, want to see that. Uh, Google affiliates. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh, those guys are uh, something. That's
1: why it's TVMA, because I don't want to watch any of that. Andrew, hang but, on uh, a
0: second. Hear me out. The Elite, take you not. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal. And Sotnam's going to fly, baby. He's going to show us that he can hang with the Bucks. He's going to do as many cartwheel planches as they do. Like, what if Sottenham is just the highest a... flyer of them all? I would do that at Revolution. I mean, why not? You know, get Sotnam in the ring for the first time. Like, you, could, you can versus... hide a guy's flaws in a young If I bucks saw a Jeff Jarrett wrestle Kenny
1: Omega, my brain would break. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The one-winged El Cabong. Yeah.
0: The one-winged <laughs> stroke.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so they're all because all everybody seems to have some like yeah, um. everybody an affiliation with some. Like, some stable, they could figure something out, like you I mean, know, heck, but
0: they could do Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler. Yes, you
1: know, they could. Yeah, the, Claudio is. All the Ring of Honor champions are doing this thing where they kind of just wrestle on darker, dark elevation. Yeah, I just
0: think they're out. they're, and, and that might be why the shows have been such bangers because the Ring of Honor stink officially feels gone, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, listen, we 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 pay tribute
1: to to Jay Briscoe, you know, who was the Ring of Honor tag team champion, but it it has its place. Yeah, you know, and the place it belongs on, to be completely honest, is not on AEW television. Right. It belongs in the, you know, in the backlog of the archives or, um, of Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which we already said they booked another one coming up in March or in April. So, like, that's where it belongs. You know, we didn't see any Samoa Joe, even though he's still the television champion. Athena, I think, is doing, like, this mini-feud with Yuka Zakazaki. So, like, there's, like, <laughs> random things like that happening, and, um... And that's fine, you know. Willie Uda, I dude, I have to remind myself Willie Yuta has a title sometimes.
0: Yeah, like sometimes if you the were to ask title. me, I might have guessed that Garcia was champion and forgotten about it.
1: Right, right. And Garcia is like doing some. Uh, uh, he's still doing that thing with Gar- with uh, Guevara, but they haven't really like. Uh, yeah, they haven't advanced that too much yet. They haven't advanced that at all. It was actually more focused on Ty Mello. And and on television than than her um, significant other, so yeah. I'm sure that'll change. I'm sure we'll because Sammy is entertaining, so they'll find a way to make that more of like a pre- preeminent storyline. Even Jericho has sort of been in the, the Ricky
0: Stark stuff and the action and yeah. thing, but it seems like he's kind of in a phase like, okay, I'm going to start losing some matches now, and that's fine, you know. Yeah,
1: now now he's going to be facing Jake Hager, who promises that he's going to slap his face off of his face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, a for those who don't know, that's a playback to Owen Hart at the Royal Rumble yeah. when he said, Yo, I'll kick, kick your leg, your leg from, out
0: from under your leg. <laughs>
1: so some people are like, oh my god, Jake Hager's acting stupid. I'm like, actually, that's a callback. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Um, I'm kind of looking over, I'm trying to bring back up the results. I, I just closed on my phone. Yeah, I mean, that, that form Dynamite uh, was only five matches, I think, Two of them were really great. The hangman. I thought the tag
1: was okay. I thought the yeah. women's
0: tag was okay. So the crowd, this is an interesting discussion. Because you and I both talked about, you know, Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet and her potential appearance there. and she. I, not,
1: I felt good he was, she was going to show up. So I felt I. good.
0: So did yeah. I. But she didn't. Uh, and it seems like the fans kind of crapped on that. And what's weird about it is AEW came out and said, you know, it's Tony Storm. So it's not like it was this swerve where they really made you, like, promised her and then didn't deliver. Now, I will say that, like, Britt Baker had the line about she's the boss and stuff. So it was like there was hints. Red crowns. Yeah, but they did come out right and say it's Tony Storm. So I don't think this is false advertising or anything like that, like some people have kind of crapped on. But I do think it was a little tone-deaf. Uh, to drop those breadcrumbs, if you aren't gonna. It support.
1: wasn't like CM Punk with the one in the United Center. If you yeah, don't, like best if he world. doesn't show up to that, I right? Mean, now <laughs> yeah. you're asking, right, yeah. you You all but promised it. You didn't say it, but you all but promised it. This one, there was nothing promised, right? So that was what was kind of worrying people, and you know, this is where Meltzer took a victory lap because Meltzer said from the start she's not going to be there. Yeah, you know, there's another one we could talk about in uh, later on in the show that Melter and Alvarez are adamant about didn't happen, and people are like, "Oh, really? Well, I have the pictures to say otherwise." But um, oh, for Melter on this me in one, on
0: that, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Um, so I will, I'll do it now. Okay. So, um, so CM Punk was at the forum, and there was a picture of him and Brody King eating ice cream. Oh, um, I did not see so. That. And there was a video where during some people said a lot. You know, obviously people are like, "Oh, okay." So um, the young bucks were saying how this was like a difficult week for them, but it was, but they they came out of it okay and such and such. And now, so the scuttlebutts going around and the rampant speculations going around that maybe they had to come to Jesus meeting with Punk
0: Tony. The Bucks and Kenny. So and I hadn't they heard had heard that part of it, but I didn't hear, I hadn't seen the picture of Punk and Brody King. So there was King a picture anything.
1: of Punk and Brody King oh, okay. outside, of her, like holding ice cream cones and staring at a camera and just looking, looking weird, like just basically posing. And some people were like, "Oh, Punk was there to hash it out." And that they have a plan. That's why FTR is on the shelf because they're getting them ready f- to heat up this feud I between. Mean, that's a trio CM- that might
0: work <laughs> against the elite. It's true.
1: CMFTR versus uh, versus uh, the elite. It's it sounds great on it sounds great in my fantasy booking brain, but you know Meltzer and Alvarez are saying no way, Jose. So that's the story. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I thought the match was good on paper. You know, Karushita actually cost them. Uh,
0: so they yeah.
1: sort of tell that story where Tony, Hikaru, and um,
0: Soraya are not on the same page. Yeah, because Hikaru wanted to be the, the partner, and Soraya picked Tony. And Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Good match, though. Um, Soraya did, like, a
1: cannonball off the apron. That, that looked good, you know. Um perform i think that was her first dynamite match too so it was, yes, so you get yeah she's only had like what sh- is this only your second match total that's only your second one she had the one yep. against britt in full gear so yep. so she's getting her feet wet and that's good it's always good to see somebody want to perform in the ring and wrestle yeah, so um mm-hmm. so yeah it was a good one and it, when that is like it, the worst one was uh jungle hook versus lee moriarty and um and big bill but like and that, it was worse it,
0: just because something had to be worse you know like right. not because
1: it was bad Right, and yeah. so I—it was just a really good show. They already loaded up the next ones, so
0: yeah. I mean, uh, th- this this show will have already aired by the time uh, this episode drops. So let's do our predictions that will go horribly wrong. Uh, Brian Danielson is facing Bandito. Well, Danielson's five and, and a half stars. Yeah, five and a half stars. Yeah. I mean, Danielson's is <laughs> clearly gonna win. Obviously, he has to. Uh, Bucks versus Top Flight. I think that's a pretty easy call. I think Bucks win that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think Top Flight will come close. I remember one time Private Party beat the Young Bucks. Yeah, like early, early on in AEW. Yeah. yeah, so I can see that as a way to say, Yo, you know what? The they're the Young Bucks are a trio's chance, but they can't lose them in a tag. So maybe Top Flight gets them, and that'll be the excuse to have the trios tag titles match at Revolution. I, they would blow the doors off if they had that match. Yeah, you know, I want that match.
0: Uh, <laughs> Tony Storm versus this is an interesting. Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale. It's kind of interesting because they don't have any sort of feud or anything, and they're both baby faces. So I don't. I, don't know I, what I they think do they're there. just gonna. I think they're just gonna have one where Willow loses because
1: Tony's just uh, on the higher end of the echelon. She just out toughens her. Yeah, maybe Kinda, they,
0: maybe they build up Tony Storm as like a Jade challenger. I don't.
1: Yeah, I, I do don't. like the pounce versus the, uh, the the what's the um the hip attack. The hip attack, yeah. like those, those are great moves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, absolute Ricky Starks takes on Jake Hager and his hat, uh, faces, faces will be slapped. (laughs) Uh, Ricky's gonna win that one, um, I expect a Ricky win, followed by a JAS beatdown, followed by Action Andretti running out, and hopefully, uh, all the microphones are muted the second Action Andretti hits the ring.
1: (laughs) So you're not a fan of his promos, I'm a guess. (laughs) not the
0: biggest fan.
1: Uh, and then we got two tight matches, uh, yep. Orange Cassie and Jay Lethal. Yep. Um, we'll see. I, I'm pretty confident Orange would probably win that one, but I think they can definitely have a good match. Actually, if I remember right, I think Jay Lethal beat Orange Cassie one-on-one that about a month or does so ago. That sound
0: right. Um, like
1: not that long ago. He's, uh, it was either that one or he beat Darby Allen. I can't remember.
0: He definitely beat Darby Allen because they had the whole rib thing where he put him in the figure four. So that may have been what
1: door. it was. So it may have been J- or It may have been Darby and not orange. He might have beat both of them to be honest. But speaking of Darby, he's wrestling Michael J. Fox for <laughs> yeah. the PNT Championship.
0: <laughs> oh man, when I saw this one pop up, oh my gosh! Um, I'm joking, guys. It's Kushida. Yeah, Kushida is <laughs> so good,
1: dude. Like he's amazing. He yeah. really is. So he, so he's for those who don't know, how did that happen? He he left WWE, um, probably like in early 2022, maybe late 2021, Mm -hmm. and he joined New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he's been associated with New Japan for the better part of 2022, and there was just an avenue to do this open challenge and. And comes Kushida, and this might be the last match. I, I can't say for sure. It could be Danielson and Bandito, but I can see Darby versus Kushida being the last. Yeah, match. Yeah, I could
0: see either one main eventing, to be honest. Oh, and I could see either one opening the show too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think you can even make a case that the Bucks in Top Flight might be a main event, especially if it does lead to like the next program for the Elite. I don't know. Um, either way, I'm I'm hyped for this one. I love Kushida. I. I was a big fan of him in, in New Japan in the juniors division, uh, just a really fun guy, really good wrestler. Um, and it's, yeah, he, it's,
1: wrestled, he, he wrestled a lot of matches against a guy named Takahashi, and yeah. they had some great Yeah, and, and
0: Hiromu, no. yeah. Um, it's uh, interesting to see Darby in the ring with somebody that's not going to be like twice his size, because Darby's thing is really just... Fighting guys, they can throw him around like a ragdoll. Kushida's not that much bigger than Darby. In fact, he might like uh, this. Might be more of a, a juniors battle with Darby. So might, might see a little bit of a different Darby, is what I'm thinking, which could be kind yeah, of
1: yeah. And um, so so on the, a previous episode, we me and Steve were talking, and uh, when he filled in, and Steve had said that one of his hot takes was that he really liked the match where Matt Taven wrestled Wardlow on Rampage. I'll give you another one. I thought Mike Bennett had a really good match against Darby Garby. Allen yeah. on Rampage. The Kingdom are really good at what they do, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're not a, in terms of charisma, no. But um, you know, I mean, there's a reason why they're not an impact anymore. But like, I, 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 I thought that the match they they had was good. There was this one that I thought was pretty dangerous where Darby gave Mike Bennett a missile dropkick while he was sitting on a chair. <laughs> I was like, oh man. I mean, it, it, and then Avalanche Code Red. So, like, there was a couple of things where I was like, damn. But Mike Bennett's pretty good. Like, I, I, I kind of forgot how good he was until I saw that match. Yeah. To be quite honest with you.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much sums up the TV that we've been watching. Like we said at the top of the show, like, the TV has been really, really hitting on all cylinders. Even Rampages, I think, have been good. Like, I mean, we kind of pooped a little bit on the, the Ruby Soho match, the Bloodbath. But it's still a spectacle. You know what I mean? Like, it's still something that you might want to watch.
1: It's not something you're going to forget the next day.
0: Right. Yeah, which, I mean, is important for for Rampage. You know, like, um, having said all that, like, I guess kind of what we talked about is, like, it feels weird that there's not, like, this overarching big developing thing to talk about with AEW, you know (laughs) like yeah and then sure enough punk starts taking pictures with brody king and you know next week it'll be a big thing again so (laughs) yeah
1: i i would have to assume that that is very much behind closed doors if something is actually going on and we won't really know anything for quite a while because i mean i thought that door was closed i thought if you
0: remember too like it even came out like after all out like even if punk hadn't had gone nuts uh, he injured himself again and needed surgery again, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he so.
1: probably recovered from that. That happened in September. It's now January, so I have to assume he's back from it. Right. You know. Yeah. But yeah, you you have to also worry about that. Um. Oh, small things like Sky Blue had the best match I've seen her have against Jay Cargill. Um. Mm-hmm. I also have to say, so they've been having a lot of Dark and Dark Elevation shows. Um, in front of the live audiences. Um, on tapings because they had that. You know, they had that one-week stretch where they had a show in Seattle and then a live Rampage and Battle of the Belts in Portland. So they had, like, a lot of sh- matches go on in front Fill of the Fill out things, yeah. And they had this one where Brian Cage wrestled a guy in, in, in Seattle, and his name was Chef, or Schnep. It was a really good Hawks match, dude. Okay. Right. I need to track this dude down. He He was actually legitimately good like it was almost like one of those it was like Willow Nightingale the first time I saw her where like oh she's pretty good like like sometimes with these with these like um quote jobbers like you see something where you're like wow they're way better than I thought yeah. you know and that that, was, that one was like really stood out because it was like two big guys going up against one another I just thought it was a, a, like a shockingly good match and like Dark Elevation for some reason like in particular like the one that was in LA they had like a lot of, like, Brian Cage had another one where he faced Willie Mack. Willie from, Mack,
0: wow, yeah, there's a throwback. From back. Lucha Underground, yeah. and like,
1: there was a three-way between Top Flight, Willie Uta, with, with Claudio, and The Butcher in LA, like, they, they kind of loaded Top it up. Top Flight that, won that, huh? Right, so they kind of loaded up those shows in LA to really pump it out, and clearly it was to show off to a lot of the people that were attending. I mean, you saw a lot of those, like, um, accounts sort of show, hey, I, 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 here at AEW, they did the car wash of media interviews with Rich Eisen. I think Mark Marin was there, if you oh, know okay. Mark Marin, the comedian. Yep. And, um,
0: Which is I'm, from uh, Glow, correct? The, the yeah, Ken, Ken,
1: I will say, I thought the, let me ask you this, what did you think of the MJF uh, promo involving Takeshita, Ken John, and uh, Freddie Prince Jr.?
0: So, I, I guess that kind of leads us into a, a talking point that I wanted to say is um, I, I saw people accusing it low-hanging fruit, I think is a, a good descriptor of, with MJF. I saw them saying he went like racist with it and things like that. Um, what? I don't know, man. I I guess I'm disappointed by it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I've, I've grown to expect so much from MJF that, like, it just really, like, did nothing for me at all. What do yeah. you think? I thought it was – I
1: didn't – I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder. I didn't think it was that offensive. Yeah, like same here. Like, I, 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 like, I wasn't one where I was taken aback by it, where I was like, man, that went a little – like, let me give you an example. The Triple H Booker T, Booker T promos. Yeah, that's one you where people that and went, stuff like that that yeah. went way too far Yeah. where and, like in hindsight that went way too far this is one where I'm like I think MJF was very careful with how he worded it, and I thought his digs on Freddie Prince were really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not a, Like I was born in 1996, and unlike everyone else here, I'm not a dinosaur. He like he got some really good lines in, but um, the the Takeshita stu- inter- uh, interchange, I think he was trying to make Takeshita look like he wasn't the like the stereotypical Japanese person who couldn't speak English type of thing by yeah. saying. By saying the the line at the end, so and, I and, and for anyone
0: listening who is unaware, uh, people were saying that MJF was being like racist because he mocked the pronunciation of Takesh's last name. Yes, you know, yeah. So,
1: so, so like there's things like that. So, but I thought the promo was fine. You know, yeah. I th- I mean it's it's MJF like that's what he does best. Right. I'd rather MJF do what he does best, and that's being on the
0: microphone. And so some of the discourse that I saw on Twitter. And it kind of led me to talking about it is, you know, MJF has... <coughs> clearly the guy can talk. Like, he's got some masterclass promos. Like, the Punk Feud um, was just amazing. But then he also has, like, what some people call, like, bottom-of-the-barrel, cheap-heat-type, call-the-fans-virgins, call I'm-rich-I-have-sex type stuff. And I understand why people would think, like, that's cheap and that's easy and therefore it's bad. And he, but he doesn't really have a lot to sink his teeth into with Brian Danielson outside of, like, saying he has CTE or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. So it's no, like, I mean, he, he's come close a couple times. Right. <laughs> right. I think w- kind of w- w- what I've wanted to say is, like, MJ has been champ for a minute now, and I feel like he hasn't had that crowning champion moment because it started off a little bit of a trip right out the gate with the whole weird William Regal explanation. Right. Um, I don't even. Oh, think... well.
1: You you call an explanation. We're gonna need an explanation for why he's back in about a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Um. Then we had the Stark stuff. That I thought that was pretty well done. But I almost feel like Ricky Starks gave the better promo there. Won the promo battle. So I feel like we're just waiting on this big MJF epic promo that like he's come to, you know, deliver. But it hasn't happened yet. So how do you feel about his title reign so far? Well.
1: I feel like the Starks match was something where it didn't really give it a jump start coming off of the win over Boxley and, you know, and, and like taking out Regal. That was a good start to it. But then I felt like the match itself that he had with Starks didn't really go anywhere. And the whole idea behind feuding with Danielson is that Danielson is the wrestler's wrestler. And when he gets his hand, when he actually gets his hands on MJF, he's going to fold him like a pretzel. Right. But the problem is that you know because of the schedule of their pay-per-views, they're tr- they're they're drawing it out between. I mean, let's say, when did this really start? It started what in um I mean, around Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. You know, but November to to March, early March, that's hard. That's, that's,
0: a that's lot like
1: of TV. It's <laughs> three months of storylines, and it can't. It's not impossible. We've had a storyline with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline that they've been telling over six months, and the reason why is because they layered it out. And you know, I'm sure MJF and Tony book helping with booking it, and Brian Danielson on the stick. They can they can layer this storyline with some other things to make it entertaining without making it feel cheap but at the end of the day it's about you know hey once you're in the ring with me it's a one-hour Iron Man match and you have nowhere to go you
0: can't talk your and way out of that
1: you can't talk your way out of winning getting more falls than me so the thing is that you know we're trying to like hold back them touching each other until we get to the revolution that's hard yeah so I feel like once we really ramp up with the with the violence and with the one-upsmanship past that part, that can get really good. But it feels like MJF has just been literally really hands-off.
0: Yeah. It feels like a lot of treading water. um, Yeah. Which I I think you you hit the nail on the head, especially that it's November to March, and that's a a big block of time. You know, I think if this was – one thing with WWE is they do have – Events every month. So, like, yeah, the bloodline's been going for so long, but in between that, you've got like Drew McIntyre as a challenger, you've got Kevin Owens as challengers, and those all fit into the story. Whereas right. with MJF, he's got essentially no challengers until Danielson. Not saying that they should have 12 pay per views a year. It's a one on one program. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that they need to do that, but it's a different philosophy. And when we've been used to big show every month for, gosh, two decades now, uh, to go back to that quarterly show feels a little different, and I I think fans might feel like, oh, what's going on? Nothing's happening, when you know it's just that's really what it used to be like for every program. <laughs> and, that, and that ch- and that changes after revolution, cause like, yeah, yeah.
1: double or nothing about two months. Yeah, it goes right um, from March mm-hmm. to May. Yeah. Now he got Forbidden Door. First of all, I am so looking forward to MJF as the champion because he hates New Japan so much, right. and he has to face New Japan's best wrestler. Yeah, I wonder who he wrestles. So, oh, Okada, and he—it's going to be so hilarious. You think
0: they'll do Okada MJF for sure? Yes, and okay. they're going
1: to and they're going to paint the story that like MJF is sick of people saying that Okada is so great. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> he's gonna prove it by beating him. It's it's gonna be hilarious. But I think that's where they're going with it. Okay. So and then and then after that, you know, um, you've got you do have a little bit of time between uh, Forbidden Door and All Out, but you can do things be- leading up to that point. Well, they also but, do kind of like
0: summertime shows, like uh, Quake by the Lake, yeah, Quake by the and Lake, and, gods and can you still do and, Fight for the Fallen.
1: Fighter fest, fighter fest. Fight That's what I was thinking. You can of, yeah. do all kinds of things. You can do those little things that make it feel special for the dynamite to build up towards that. Um, but again, like the whole idea with MJF is that he wants to stay sque- squeaky clean. You know, yeah. like, uh, he's his own tribal chief, I guess, you know, to steal <laughs> yeah, a yeah, yeah. So, like, so, but, like, he he's protecting himself. Like, notice, like, every promo is, like, I am in a skybox watching from afar, or I'm at a monitor watching you. I do think it's to, interesting that he's
0: that type of heel, that, but he doesn't have muscle. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have, yeah. like, a big goon at his side, like Wardlow was for him.
1: Right, right. So, so that is, so, they're just, they're testing it out. They're looking to see how conniving heel champion mjf works instead of i'm gonna wreak havoc all over this program mjf uh, uh, or a uh, champion was the way that triple h kind of was when he was like yeah like
0: like several segments a week and things like that yeah
1: yeah and some people didn't like it but it also was effective right. because once once we were once the title reign was done people it, it gave you that muscle memory of like oh yeah triple h is a big deal because he's on the show all the time whereas for mjf you don't want him to be on the show Show too much, yeah. And also, we we talked about this so many times. Like, dynamite is loaded. Like, you can't just have and one thing over.
0: I think that's the the, the the talking point about MJF's title reign is like. I think some people expected MJF winning the belt means MJF's the guy. And with AEW, the champion isn't always the guy. It's a very different philosophy from WWE. He's he's one of the top guys, but correct. Like, he doesn't have to defend the title week, you know. Like uh, it's very much ensemble performance versus solo performance, you know. Good point. Yeah, you know, so. uh, but but yeah, but yeah I
1: agree. But I say we would be at an agreement. I think a lot of fans would say the same that um, MJF's title ring needs a little bit of gas.
0: Yeah, it, it needs no. a little something. He needs to get a little like sadistic. Versus just mocking the fans a little bit. Uh, we now, see that e, edge.
1: If he really did something to torment Danielson, like, now we're talking. Right. Like, but I don't know what that is. Like, you know, the Bellas, I mean, listen. I, mean, <laughs> I was you know, just going to say, he's going to have to show up at the Bellas house. <laughs> that's low-hanging fruit. They're actually going to be on the Raw anniversary show. But, like, Bree's not going to show up, right. you know. Um. And so, like, and there's no Regal anymore. So, like. I'm sure they can figure something out, you know, um, but even after that, they'll transition to something new. MJF can sink his teeth into that and find something. Remember
0: the big boss man, L. Snow feud? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or boss man fed him pepper. Maybe Maybe he could trick Brian Danielson into eating, like, a hamburger or something. (laughs) (laughs) Make him think it's a veggie burger. <laughs> yes. You ate beef, you
2: freak! <laughs>
1: he makes him eat bear meat. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, no, I mean, if if we had to guess Revolution, like, that's probably the only thing we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd be stunned if Darby wasn't the team... TNTG. I think he's going to be in the same vein as MJF. I think he's going to have that belt for quite a while.
0: Yeah, and I think I think he might be like the. Whereas MJF, it's a world champ. You see him sparingly in in matches. Darby is the week in, week out. This is the title that's being defended type guy.
1: All right, so because I'm trying to hold out as long as I can before we can we talk about the, the the real huge rumor that's like. I feel so happy. I like. I feel like we're in a. Like I feel like wrestling is is in this dark, hovering like there there's these dark clouds that are just like racing, and you could just see the tornadoes and the thunderstorms coming. And we're in this nice, well air conditioned house. Hey, it feels really good here right now. Man. <laughs> you want to you want to play ping pong? <laughs> like, like, like let's let's be honest, it's not doom and gloomy. Like we had that phase in the fall. Like it's Excuse it's me. not doom. It is not doom and gloomy compared to. World
0: yeah, wrestling no, I agree, man. I mean These shows in the fall, like our podcast, like it felt like very much like, okay, I guess the show was all right, but, you know, there was just so much stuff hanging over the product. Purgatory. And not just the punk stuff, but even like the Ring of Honor crap. And I feel like Tony Khan said a good job of like removing all that from the product and uh, even from our minds.
1: I felt felt like he was throwing spaghetti at the wall because he was forced to pivot. Yeah. and he didn't react well at first. Yeah. Now he's at his point where it's like, you know what?
0: They're kind of. I kind a of like, direction. Yep.
1: Correct. Yep. Yeah. You know, he did this in January 2020. He always talks about how he he pivoted the booking. Yep. And, and, and when
0: when he has a direction in mind, I think he's I think he's does a really solid job.
1: Yeah, and I think he has something in mind with the goings-on of the wrestling industry, to be quite honest with you. I do think he would need help to make that happen. Yeah. Um, I don't – listen.
0: Listen, he might be a Super Bowl champion too,
1: Andrew. So, so wait a minute. So, not only is he booking Dynamite and Rampage and Ring of Honor, he booked the Wild Card game because yeah, only Tom Khan could was... book a game where your starting quarterback throws four interceptions and then throws four touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> what
0: a match! What,
1: what a game! Not what a match. Let me let me ask you a question. Who who who's more um, halcyon? Like, is it Jr. on Rampage or Al Michaels on Amazon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a tough call I I, I feel like there was a it match where the, the Chargers were declared the victors only to be like this <laughs> this game must continue <laughs> and then the baby face hold <laughs> it out. So.
1: Um, and they had a, they had AEW personnel all over the place. Like uh in the stands. Yeah, like they, sh- they should have had just a fan section, kinda like WCW at WrestleMania yeah, seventeen.
0: All the wrestlers in their gear. <laughs> like Darby L you and do you remember the that? Trainers.
1: Do you remember the WCW people who showed up at WrestleMania seventeen in the skybox, how depressed they all <laughs> like, they're the worst 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 look? Look at all my W C W teams up there and yeah. it's like Sean Stasiak and Crowbar Mike and like Sanders. And they're like F- Why the fuck did we even show up to this thing? <laughs> like, there's a 14-year-old kid with better seats than me. <laughs> yeah, one of, them, one of them who wasn't there smartly was Sting. Um, yeah. Sting, Sting is, uh, he did a big interview with The Ringer. I didn't read it. Um, but the big story that's coming out of some interviews that he's been doing is that he has probably got a plan in mind in 2023 that he is, this is it. He's going to hang it up. And he's got like a retirement storyline. So what do you think it is?
0: I really don't know. I mean, you asked me that a couple days ago, and I racked my brain. I couldn't think of what it would be because for me, retirement storyline involves a retirement match. And I don't know who Sting loses. Is it Darby? Sting versus Darby? Is the retirement? I think that's part of it. I think yeah. that has something to do with it. Because they are kind of doing like the thing, like where Sting gave him that fired up promo, and then Darby won the belt, and Sting came out, and Darby almost looked hesitant until Sting hugged him. You know, right, um, right. But I don't really know where
1: you go. Um, do you have thoughts? I'm, kind of, I'm, a, I'm going to be honest. Like unlike some other like quote farewell tours or like reunion runs. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think that they have a really like. This is in Steve Borden's hands, along with Tony Khan. I think they got a really good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm gonna say.
0: I mean, I mean, I think it involves Darby. I don't. Does MJF go... retire him? That's that's another thought that I had. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then that leads to like MJF Darby or something like that because that's a feud yep. that, that we've seen before and that they've corralled that well. So, um. Yeah, I, I, I do think that uh, they're, they're <clears throat> going to do it right. Um, rather than like, you know, just, uh, okay, how about this? How about, you know, just throwing stuff at a wall like we talked, talked about just a couple minutes ago. I think when they have a direction, they usually hit it out of the park. Uh, and that, I think they've handled things so well in his entire run that I don't think that oh they have watch the ending. Oh my you god. Know?
1: Like, this is, I'm trying to a really good example of like an old hat type of actor actress that goes on a tv show and just nails it like and that's that's kind of what this is you know where it's like you know you don't even have to show up all the time you just come in for the good stuff and you just nail it yeah you know and that that's what that's what Sting does, and yeah. he does it really, really well. Like, I thought that promo, I know we talked about it on the previous episode, but I'll just say it again. I thought that promo where he fired up Allen was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it and was it was
1: simple, cool. it was quick, and it was to the point. And it, you know? it was
0: it is important, too, because, like, Sting doesn't even cut promos, usually. Like, you know, like, you could probably count the amount of promos he's cut in AEW on your hands, you know? So yes, uh, you give him a mic, and he hits a home run, you know? <laughs> like... It's, a sh- it's almost a shame that he's looking to hang it up because the guy is in such a groove, but I get it. You know, you can't dive off stages forever. <laughs> uh, although, uh, maybe he can. <laughs>
1: Who knows? So, I'm I'm curious to see when that gets put into action. It's like kind of the similar one regarding the, all the rumor and innuendo around, you know, maybe Punk and, and, and the Bucks can... Yeah. Come to uh, come to some agreement, blah biddy blah, you know. So that's sort of hanging out there. But for now, I I feel like the show, even though like we don't really have a lot of like really like sexy things to talk about, I be- I do feel like it's developing into a good groove. With Hangman hey back, Cole is back, the or Trios Champs, uh. Uh, like they wear it all out before the suspension, and MJF is the champion, you know. And so they they're they're in a they're in a good spot right now, and they can change certain storylines depending on what they think is hot and what they think is not really gaining steam. Yeah, um, and then you have like these surprises, like Jeff Jarrett getting over, like like they're, and the acclaimed are still hot, like. um... Uh, like there's just things like. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the, the the Portland and Seattle crowds. They were red hot for the acclaimed. Like, oh yeah, red hot. Yeah,
0: I mean that's it, this act is so wild to me that they he stay did so botch over- the wrap. He did botch the disratch. Like, but yes. they do stuff that if they weren't so on fire, it would almost be like wrestle cringe. Like the State of the Union address. To me, it's like, ooh, this could be bad, and they knocked it out of the park. Even the dumb thing where they're like, "We're going to get our uh, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame." I'm like, "What are they going to do?" Yeah, here? the and board
1: they... unanimous. The board unanimously agreed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> nice it's and just then it's just mocking the Gun Club, and it just it worked though. It's so goofy, but like they're they're in this really sweet spot where stuff that shouldn't work is working. And uh, it's interesting to see how long something like that can go. I love them.
1: Yeah, and, they, and they're and they doing different things, obviously, with, like, Swerve as a heel. Keith Lee will be back eventually to, yeah, like, yeah. face him again. Um, that'll yeah, probably be revolution, to happening. be honest. And, yeah. like, and, and I don't think that they're at a point where there needs to be a brand split yet. Um, Or not a brand split, but, like a church and state issue situation where it's like, okay, we need a show where yeah, if like, Darby's not going to be goals. on
0: Rampage, you know? Uh, right, we're not at, a, rule, not at the... Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it's not in stone, but it's in force, yeah, yeah, I think that,
1: you that know, and, they, and they're still going to be hitting, like, like, a lot of newer places, like, they got... Uh, when we come back, they'll be first times across the board, so they'll be in Fresno for the first time, which is... A rest, I mean, that's a wrestling freak winner. I think the Royal Rumble's been there multiple times. Um, they're going to be at the Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky on the 25th. Then they go to the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio, El Paso, Texas, Laredo, Texas, mm. Phoenix, Arizona, and then San Francisco for the first time for Revolution. Like, they have never been to any of these towns. So I got a feeling that they'll get decent turnouts, and the crowds will be
0: hot. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't be, you know? Um, yep. I, I guess we could put a bow on it and just say is in a pretty good spot right now. Yes, um, is all there. <laughs> I was going to say, do we want to take five minutes at the end well, of the show? Right, spoiler yeah, alert, all right. we don't have questions tonight. so Yeah,
1: we can have Eric Bischoff in the background giving us the three-minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I listen, Bulls <sighs> sides and Hell Lions, main event, please listen to those shows. They know what they're talking about. They handle all things WWE and pro wrestling. Um, I'll give you my two cents. I just don't want to support a World Wrestling Entertainment company run by Vince McMahon again. I just don't. Yeah. Period. End of story. And I'm pretty sure that this succession-like power play is all concocted because Vince once Vince has a buyer. Mm-hmm. We don't know who it is. There's millions of rumors who it is. Maybe he'll just sell it to the cons out of spite. I don't think so. but yeah, the, I don't I, either. But I think the end game is just I I will sell it with for huge. ROI because as long as I have the promise that I run it a la Dana White in UFC and I'm pretty sure that's what the deal is and he's pretty much rewritten all of the bylaws of his own board to make sure I run shit, you can't tell me what to do and
0: it's depressing it's It's, sad. It's kind of wild that a company that's so professional, like listen, what they do on TV, not always professional but it's a professionally run company you know, like it's a you know, um, publicly traded and all this stuff, it's kind of crazy that a company that's this, you know, established stuff still has one guy that holds all the power if he wants. Because he <laughs> has all the sh- – because he has Class A shares
1: or Class B shares. Yeah. He has 80% of the majority interest. Yeah, it's just They wild. cannot – they can't so, do anything and he just, if he, he just decided want to I got the I've got the swing and dick I can do what I want yeah, yeah and that's pretty much what he did and you know if you have it within your right to do it as the you know the founder of the, the you know whatever that he, he is calling himself like then that's fine if you want to exercise that power we knew Vince McMahon was that big of an egomaniac um um I, I I'm not trying to say I feel sorry for Steph I know that you're not the biggest fan of Steph you're kind of happy she's gone too <laughs> but um For for and for me with Stephanie, I I didn't really see that much of a difference in how it was run anyway. Um, For Triple H running it, I do I do I feel sorry for kind of I guess like you know I think he knew what he was getting him him and Stephanie were getting themselves into by trying to do this coup. But like you know like the thing Jordan though is that like even when Vince left, it did get mainstream news. This is getting major mainstream news. This yeah. is on front page mainstream news because it is like it's like watching succession in real life. Yeah. It's unreal. Let me just ask you this and let's let's try to bring it back to AEW. Give me a percent chance that the cons will put a backer in there alongside their own money, which listen, so Khan's got a lot. Oh yeah. Say they do a power play and they say, Okay. We're gonna top every other offer, including the Saudis, including um, um, uh, with that other that other company, that Endeavor. Endeavor,
0: uh, Comcast, Fox, Disney. Fox, Disney.
1: These, yeah. And then what happens is, for those who don't know, what happens is if you get an offer big enough, the the chairman is within fiduciary duty, meaning like you have to take the highest bidder no matter what. It's like an auction. Yeah. You know so if the cons put the best offer together you almost have to give it to him because you'd be an idiot not to do you think there's any
0: chance to happen if I had to guess I would say five percent yeah I might even go lower just because mm-hmm. Vince McMahon I think as as much as he cares about his money and his power and all this stuff I think his ego matters more than anything and I can't imagine any scenario where he sells to another wrestling company owner and a picture can be painted that Vince lost. Yes. You know And
1: also and also I don't think the Cons want him running it.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. I think if they purchase they're like, uh let's what if Nick Khan, what if this is all a big swerve and Nick Khan is in the con family? <laughs> then Nick Khan is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's truly a genius. But, and we know, can and have it, the... it makes sense. <clears throat> Uh, that that Tony Khan would like, I mean, he, he has a love of wrestling. Why wouldn't he want to purchase the biggest wrestling library available, as well as the biggest company? Like, as much as we talk about AEW versus WWE in terms of TV quality, WWE dwarfs AEW in terms of brand yeah, recognition true. and you know money and all that stuff. Um, so I think the cons would be interested. I think Vince would be the holdup, and I think I, I just don't see Vince doing that. Like, he took a. He's still doing victory laps over how he beat Ted Turner, you know, and I I just think he would see that as admitting loss. So, a
1: couple other tidbits, um, and I know we don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole because other shows will do this for us, but, like, number one, I know that not everybody was a fan of Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. Well, let me tell you something. Indie content is independent wrestling content like Progress and ICW. That's all being deleted now from the network. Yeah, I
0: just read that today. So...
1: How happy are you now that WWE didn't buy Ring of Honor? Right. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Number two, you know Vince McMahon is being spiteful when Stephanie McMahon resigned because she probably opposed the sale, to be quite honest with you. And Vince McMahon put emotion in the board to vote her out anyway. <laughs> I did not like, know that. That's like, that's like firing somebody who already quit. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say. I fired
0: you you, you, you
1: you, you, you you're not firing I'm firing you that is super bitter and it's not surprising that Vince is that way Um, it's just surprising the speed at which it's all happening and I know people are sort of dizzying with all the different like business catchphrases of like why is this all happening they have a buyer or they know know that if they put the for sale sign out there they're
0: going to get somebody I think it's interesting that this, this buyer story ramps up so much because TV rights are up. Gosh, is it this year or next? It's, um, so they would normally be negotiating in the spring. Yeah. So I, um, I, I wonder like, if they have an inside track that maybe they're not going to get the number that they thought they might. So let's sell the company. Thurston, you know? Brandon
1: Thurston anticipated it would have been double. Wow. The value. Wow. But then again, if it's a media company that buys it, like Comcast, you don't need the TV deal because you would have the. Comcast. You would
0: have- if, if listen, I'm not a business guy. Comcast is the one that makes sense to me. And you for know? me, it would be. And for me, no, you know what? Continue your point. Yeah. I, I but for a- Comcast, like you own uh, they're I don't know if they own NBC Universal or if they like merge with them or whatever. They they own it. Yes. But, so you're already paying TV rights there you don't have to do that. You have right. Peacock, you got the like they've already got their 5 year $1 in the billion deal, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so like you you purchase the company that you're paying hundreds of million dollars to to air their product anyways, you say why do we not just own this product? <laughs> you know, like And that has
1: been talked about for years. The other one the one that I don't think fits in their portfolio, but I think would
0: have taken the best care of it is Disney. I I feel like Vince would Love a Disney sale too, because I think one thing with Vince in his history is he's always wanted to be, he's always wanted WWE slash WWF to be on the same level as Disney, as Marvel, as this and that, and in his mind it was. But in the in the minds of the audience, it never has been.
1: I think Disney has been more open to quote pushing the envelope in terms of like um, in terms of like um adult content and as being a an attraction for um for their their um. Their synergy and stuff um, versus like just the, just the kids. The problem is that you know the last time they did this, they bought Miramax from the Weinstein's, and I you know they had a lot of controversies over that. And I don't know if they want to be. And listen, I don't want this to get taken out of context, but I don't know. They might Disney people in that company, the bigwigs, including Bob Iger, who just went back there. Um, I don't know if they want to be connected. To what some exec would portray as quote smut. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that would be that Low would be brow. the stigma yeah. and that would be the stigma it would get. Not fairly, but that would be the stigma that it would get. Um Comcast makes sense, Fox would make sense, um there's others. Um Did uh you say Fox?
0: I- yes. Tyrus is gonna buy the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrus is gonna come in. He's the consortium. The consortium was well, Tyrus. let me tell you,
1: if Tucker Carlson hosted WrestleMania, it would sell out. <laughs> Well, you know what? They're in California. It wouldn't sell out. But <laughs> i will be but... going to California to host
0: WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> Where are your gas stoves? It's going to be gas stoves <laughs> versus uh, versus <laughs> versus Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's the new. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, but a new, the,
0: listen. Side note on the gas stove thing. I've seen these tweets. People are like, I'm just running my gas stove all day. I'm like, you realize how stupid that is,
1: right? <laughs> dude? Let me tell you. Even Southerners are not that dumb. Like, we have we need generated we need generated power because of hurricanes because they might knock out our electric grids. We're not even dumb enough to put our generators inside the house. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like. We had a few dum dums who did that when they first started doing generators after Katrina, but we smartened up really quick when the first few died. <laughs> 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 but long story short, I'm kind of more sad than I am shocked by it all.
0: Like, I'm not,
1: I'm not a, I'm not even that shocked. Yeah. Like, it's I'm, I'm surprised
0: like... that Vince was able to just push his way back in so easily. Like, it, it still baffles me, like that a company, like that he has. Almost absolute power within the company, like. Because I guess when he like left with his tail between his legs, it kind of painted a picture that like, okay, well, you know, Vince is the, is the the the, you know, the the head, like. But the man behind the curtain is this and this and this, and it's like a, a board and stuff. But Vince kind of said, no, board doesn't matter. I'm I'm Vince. I run and, it. It's yep. mine.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's pretty much he flexed, and, and that's pretty much what he did. Um. I'm sh- Listen, I don't know when this is gonna actually like start to unfold. Like it could be when we do our next show. It could be in the summer. It could be in seven months. Yeah. Like, nobody knows. Like if I had to guess because of the way things are unfolding so quickly, I would say it's probably gonna be within a month or two. Like that would be my wild guess. But um, I don't know what the end game. At the end of the day, I, I really feel happy that AEW is around. I will say I said this before on a previous show. I may have been—I I thought maybe I went a little too far with it, but I'll just say it again: all elite wrestling, save professional wrestling in the United States. Now, I will say this: the people who were all over Twitter saying you need to follow AEW, WWE is going to die—like that's overreacting. WWE will be fine. WWE will make money. They will have WrestleMania. They will have matches that people love. They will have things that WWE fans love. But if you're a wrestling fan, listen. Yep. We're, it's it's like it's like it's like what the House of Black said to Eddie Kingston. We're here to help you. We're here. <laughs> come
0: with us. <laughs> yeah. For all of, uh, anyone who may be listening that's a WWE fan disguised as a wrestling fan, it's okay. You can like other companies. We won't bite you. Well, uh, John Moxley might, but you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, uh, but um, yeah. It's it's um, um, it's it's wild. It's just a wild circumstance. I'm glad not to have to talk about. It. I can talk about it for ten to fifteen minutes and not for two and a half hours. Right. You know, like that. That would be that would be something where like if I'm even if I'm Brandon Thurston, I'd probably feel exhausted.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, like okay, even like compare our stuff where the punk. And the Bucks and the Kenny stuff loomed large for a couple Oh, of I months. got exhausted talking about right. that. Right. You yeah. know, it was almost like, ugh, we got to talk about this again. Like, I mean, and this is much, much bigger in terms of importance to the industry and stuff and much grimier and uh, such a big deal. Look, well, Jordan, let's be real.
1: If this happened and AEW didn't exist, oh, where yeah. would wrestling be right now? Yeah, who knows? It would be dystopian. It'd be like the. It would be like that show, The Last of Us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which I heard is a pretty good show, by the way.
1: Yeah, it was based on a video game.
0: I, I I've played the first. There's two video games. I played the first one. Haven't played the second So I wonder if the okay. show is going to spoil for me. We'll We'll find out.
1: Well, I think it's Pedro Pascal. I think people. Maybe Pedro Pascal should be in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe you should
0: wrestle Lo- Logan. Pedro Ball. Pascal versus. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, What's 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 uh Ten's name now? Oh, Preston Vance. Yeah. Oh, Pero Peligroso. <laughs> Pero Peligroso. Pedro Pascal. P- Pero Peligroso.
1: I'm sort of confused by it because some people he's still being announced as Preston Vance,
0: so I guess maybe that it might makes be like no sense, dude. Yeah. It's like the dog faced gremlin was Rick Steiner. Andrew, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but so. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think that's a good way to to wrap it up. Uh, too long, didn't listen version. AEW TV has been knocking it out of the park, uh, but there's not a whole lot of like big stuff to sink our teeth into. And so in the meantime, we're just getting banger after banger after banger after banger. Hey, copyright infringement,
1: pal. Oh, yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> sorry, Seamus. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Andrew, uh, speaking of Seamus, makes me think of our Europeans, as our good friend Boris Johnson once said. I'm not Vince. Wait, buy I'm not buying buying.